no one is going to bring things to you. You have to stand on your own two feet and create whatever reality that you want to create. The University of the Free State presents a series of conversations with outstanding alumni from this great institution. Voices from the Free State. I'm Jamba Ulengo, a father, a husband, and uh, currently a rugby player for the Golden Lions. Former Kofsi, only a Kofsi knows the feeling. I am currently married to uh, an amazing woman. I've been in a relationship with her for, I think, 11 years now. I think she would be angry at me if I forgot the number of years that we've been together for. <laughs> and we, we are currently blessed with uh, an amazing son. He is uh, four years old and he's such a, an amazing being, such a, a free-spirited soul. And um, we are really uh, blessed and uh, humbled to have him as a part of our lives. I was born in a small town or village uh, called Pomfret. It's uh, located um, in the Northern Cape, close to Freiburg. And uh, we moved to Bloemfontein when I was like five. That's back in the day, uh, 1995, when we relocated and uh, we went to Bloom uh, because of my father's employment. Uh, he was uh, in the military, so that's why we had to relocate and uh, head to Bloom. Growing up, uh, my childhood was uh, very difficult or complex, if I can put it that way. I still have uh, we like five siblings. The, the main um, source of income obviously came through my father, and my mother was uh, uh, unemployed. So just looking at the dynamics of having five kids and being the only source of, of income, uh, my father had to really work hard. And the salary that he um, was getting back in the day wasn't sufficient for all of us for the, the life that we all see on TV and that type of thing. But it was quite a adjustment but luckily enough when we uh, migrated uh, per se to Bloemfontein there was like a huge number of um, the Angolan community that came with us so basically adjusting to the new life of living in Bloom was not that difficult because we had so much love and so much joy within the community so the, the adjustment was really seamless and we we loved and uh, we really enjoyed uh, the time that we spent uh, in Bloom. I never really felt that uh, void of being uh, so-called a, a foreigner because um, the reason why my father came to South Africa because of, it was uh, in that period where there was war in Angola 
and where the South African government had an alliance with the Angolan uh, government. So that's why there was a huge contingent of um, uh, Angolan soldiers that came through to South Africa. And the fact that uh, I was also born in South Africa as well, it, it played a big uh, deal in me not feeling the void. Obviously, you you miss and you want to be um, linked or aligned to your to your roots per se, knowing your culture, knowing the, the, the language to the root, because I feel that uh, that is a big void nowadays in the new culture or the new environment that we find ourselves in, that we tend to forget our root and we try to look at ourselves as different beings, but not really paying that much homage to the, to the root and to who we really are as, as, as people. The fact that my father was in the military really helped me um, in a sense that that instilled uh, discipline, uh, that instilled uh, never say die uh, type of attitude. And uh, it also helped me to really realize from a young age that um, no one is going to bring things to you. You have to stand on your own two feet and create whatever reality that you want to create. So. The fact that my father was in the military back then, it really helped me and it basically molded me into the person that I am today. And those disciplines and those principles that he taught me are still being used till this day so that I can also pass them on to my son as well. I attended a Fauna Primary. I finished my primary uh, school uh, days uh, in uh, Fauna Primary, and I attended um, Jim Fushia High School in Bloom. I got a scholarship to obviously um, go and play rugby. So that is uh, my schooling career and where I attended. I would say the I have two two sports that I really enjoyed and excelled in, and the one was athletics, and the other one was um, is obviously rugby. Me finding rugby was quite a coincidence. Um, it was, you know, when you grow up, you have those um, um, athletic days where you have the green team, yellow team, and the purple team per se. And then you will just race against each other and they will basically see who's the quickest in the grade. So my headmaster had seen me run and he really um, was impressed, if I can put it that way, and really suggested me to I take on the sport of rugby and that's how everything started basically in a nutshell and yeah that's uh, that's basically when I started I started at the age of eight um, pursuing or playing this uh, great sport called rugby the lessons that I would say that I've learned throughout this uh, career or this endeavor of playing rugby is that um, within the team sport there's still the individual so it's like the individual is part of a, a chain if that individual is, is slacking or is, is not pulling his, his or her weight, the whole chain won't function in the, in the manner that it was created. So it really instilled uh, the, the, the type of discipline that one needs in this day and age, whereby you, you have to rely on yourself. You have to, because we live in a world that we are so reliant on other people. If you yourself... You, if you don't create your own reality, then someone else will create it for you. So I think 
the fact that rugby is such a dynamic team sport, it also helps the individual as, uh, the, the individual as well to just um, develop and uh, increase the level of maturity that that person has. And it, I think it's it's a priceless um, principle or lesson that one has to to learn. The importance of academics, I would say, for myself personally, I didn't really put that much of an emphasis towards my academics, if I can be honest. I think I was too reliant on the fact that I had this talent that I could I could explore how it that would have panned out. So basically, academics does really play a big role within a, a person's development. I think if I could go back uh, to, to the beginning and start over, I would say I would have changed my mindset towards um, the books and academics and really put more emphasis to actually understand and grasp my um, education. Uh, a person that really played a big role or in, who had a, a big role in my life in general back in the day, I think it was um, Mr. Skalk Malerbe. He was actually the person who scouted me uh, back in the day. I think it was uh, when we were playing a tournament. If I can remember well, it was in uh, Whitbank. We had a, like a under 13 Craven Week, and he's the one who scouted me and saw the potential in me. And he's the one who has really played um, a semi-father figure in my life and creating and molding me into the person that I am today. My student number, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's 2008-06-55-22. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that is very important because um, you're so for fortunate to be granted the opportunity and the platform to attend varsity. There are so many people out there, brilliant minds, brilliant uh, leaders that, that are not afforded the opportunity to attend varsity. I think that is one thing that I really appreciate and I want to thank uh, the university for for giving me the, the platform and to just open up the possibility of thinking and being beyond that that I thought was my reality back in the day. I think that is very important. Before I actually went to varsity, I had a, a few offers or to go to Poch and uh, and uh, to come to UJ as well. So, but the fact that um, the University of the Free State has such a rich um, culture, and obviously it it was close to home, and um, it was convenient for my for myself. And um, the fact that I also got a uh, a rugby contract at uh, Free State Cheetahs also made the, the, the decision so much easier for me to attend um, at Corsis. So that was an easy enough um, choice for me to make. I studied uh, a human movement sciences. Um, the reason why I chose that um, field was because obviously I wanted to pursue the, my career in rugby. So obviously as a professional rugby player, you need to understand and know your body and how it can perform to its utmost. So th that's one of the reasons why I, I chose to study human movement sciences. And another, another factor is that because I want to go into sports when I'm done playing. So that would, also, that would have made my transition into the 
working class, if I can put it that way, so much easier and it, it would have been so seamless for me to adapt and to, to, to transition from playing rugby or into coaching or being a bio or that type of thing. I wouldn't say that I, I knew myself and I knew what the future had in store for me. I think, to be honest, when you're in varsity, you picture this life or whereby you interact and you meet new people. People no, normally say that varsity is the best time of your life because obviously I also wanted to experience that whereby I meet new people and I just get the time and the space because normally when one is at home, you're always semi-monitored by your parents and you don't have that type of freedom that you you think yet that you desire. So being at varsity also helps in a sense that you are away from your parents and you have to uh, swim or sink, if I can put it that way, because adversity, no one really, uh, no one is there to to parent you. No one is there to 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 help you move forward. We are all there to to try to to find ourselves in a sense and trying to get that degree that can help not only us but our external uh, families as well as with regards to life moving forward. Living in in a race back in the day was so much bliss, if I can put it that way. Obviously, I lived in uh, Hayes Abram Fisher, and that experience really helped me in a lot. Uh, a lot, in a sense that you had to adhere to all the traditions. That also uh, culminating in me having to have a lot of discipline and courage as well, because you meet a lot of different characters. Uh, in, in in race life and you have to try to adapt and um, trying to find your feet within that um, circle or within that that mold and that also helps you to to be um, forward thinking in a sense because there's a transition from you being a first year to a senior and if you're not forward thinking you would you won't um, make it through um, a residence because there are certain values that um, are kept in a residence. And if you don't really mold yourself into that person, you you won't really enjoy your, your, your period at residence per se. But I really thoroughly enjoyed my stay at Ace Abram Fisher. I have to say... A clear memory that I have of my days at race were tear bunkies. I don't know what they're called nowadays, <laughs> but normally that's when um, everyone basically meets um, after class, normally in the afternoons where you just bond, man. You just um, just hear about what the a person, the brother next to you had for the day, what um, you get to, to understand the dynamics that your brother next to you is going through. So that also helps with the, with the togetherness that one has uh, at race. And the other thing that also resonates with me is that we, we were a brotherhood, man, when we, let's per se, when there's a rugby game that uh, our first team was playing at, the fact that everyone was there and we are cheering, we were singing, winning or losing, we always had the, the bond that I believe will never be broken.
even be Varsity Cup really had a huge impact on my career. I think if I can recall, uh, I played uh, three or four seasons for Shimless and I, I came to the end of my um, contract with the Free State Rugby Union and I didn't know where to turn to. And luckily enough, I had a, a great com- campaign that year. I think it was in 2013 or 2014, whereby I got scouted by the Sevens um, uh, Rugby Institute, whereby I had to go and go and uh, play a few trial games to see if I was suitable to play uh, the Sevens um, code. So I would definitely um, say that the FNB Varsity Cup had a huge role in my development and where I am today. My personal highs and lows uh, whilst at the Shimnas, I would say definitely was, um, I think it was in 2012 or 2013, if I'm not mistaken, where we were able to beat uh, the University of, of Porch. I think they had beaten us in a space of seven years, like four or five times. So the fact that we were able to, to beat them that year was a real feat, uh, feat for me. And also be, being uh, part of a team that played in a few semifinals as well, I think uh, that was also something memorable for me. But most importantly, man, it was the, the culture and uh, the brotherhood that we had uh, in the team. We, we came from different backgrounds and the fact that we, we all came together and fought for a um, common cause, and that's fighting for the pride of the of the university. And that thing, that thing can never be taken away from a person who was able to put the Shimla rugby jersey over his shoulders. Players that really played a huge role uh, in my period at the Shimlas, I would say, was uh, or even the the management. Obviously, the head coach, uh, Mr. Swanepoel, back in the day, he really instilled within us um, that belief because he um, had a, a personality way whereby he really wanted to find out who the player was, not only with regards to um, his varsity life, but also his background. That's, that also helped us to open up to, to him. And because he had, he wanted only the best for, for all of his players, I think that also helped us to, to, to create that bond between player and uh, the coach. And I also think that the senior players that were there back in the day, if I can mention a few, uh, people like Eric Kulein, uh, people like Earl Neyman back in the day, people like uh, Beast Nduandwa, uh, those are definitely uh, guys that really uh, helped me uh, from the transition that I had to make from playing um, junior rugby into the, let's say, more senior um, ranks of, of rugby. My journey um, throughout my uh, rugby career was really um, challenging in a sense that, like I said earlier, that I didn't have a contract when my under-21 season uh, was done, was finished, and... Um, I didn't know what uh, the future had in store for me. So uh, with me um, being uh, afforded the opportunity of playing for the Springbok Sevens Academy, that really opened doors for me and that really helped me to think bigger 
and to believe that I was also capable of achieving and uh, getting to the pinnacle of um, the sport that we all love, and that is rugby. One can't really uh, compare the two uh, sports codes, and that is 15-man rugby and sevens uh, rugby, because um, obviously the dynamics are different. I think it also helped me with regards to my overall um, game, my defense and my attack obviously had to improve because um, my spatial awareness had to be on point. And the fact that you have to be um, physically able to run and to be conditioned to adapt to the to the code was really uh, an adjustment for me. And that has really uh, put me in good stead. The transition from my seven days to 15 men uh, rugby was seamless. I think it was back in uh 2015, if I'm not mistaken, when Mr. Nolis Marais scouted me. I think we were playing a tournament in Dubai. Yeah, we were playing the tournament in Dubai, whereby he he scouted me and he saw the potential for me to move from the sevens to the 15-man rugby. I think during that period, my um, contract at the sevens also was coming to an end, and I had to make the decision of either staying at the camp or moving across to the 15-man side. Obviously, uh, financially, that was a more viable move for me to transition from the 7s to the 15s. And uh, obviously, like I said before, the dynamics of playing 7s and 15s are too different. And I believe that 7s is a much harder game or sports codes than the sports code than the 15 man rugby so the transition for me was was easier because it was easier for me to adapt into uh playing uh, uh 15 man and uh, i was luckily enough to be scouted by the bulls uh, back in yeah 2014 that is where i had moved when i was done with the sevens my stint at the bulls was very good I developed a lot as a not only as a rugby player but but as a person as well. I, I was there for four years, if I'm not mistaken, for four seasons. And at first it was it was a bit hard to get recognized because um I was competing against uh guys like such as Bion Basson, Akonan Dungani, uh Sampima Street, uh Travis Ishmael. So the fact that I came from the sevens to the Bulls didn't mean that I would just walk into the team and start playing. So it took me a season or two for me to get my opportunity to start playing. And uh, once once I had the opportunity, I decided and I told myself to grab the opportunity with both hands. I think we had a, a standout um, season in uh, 2016 where I was fortunate enough to be the leading try scorer for the Curry Cup. I think I scored 12 or 11 tries that season. And um, that also really helped me to to have more confidence in myself. And the fact that we we, we had a, a great back three back back in the day, it was uh, Warik Khalant, Travish Ismail and myself. Was we, we must also give a lot of homage to the whole team in general because obviously without everyone's um, contribution, one won't be able to score those tries. And the fact that uh, one was on the map, can, one got uh, recognized, 
after that season uh, wasn't um, really um, something that I really focused on because I'm personally, I'm an introvert and I don't like uh, social media that much. So the fact that we had such a hype around us didn't really affect me that much because I wasn't tuned into uh, the news or Facebook or that type of thing. So I think that that whole buzz around us really, it helped me in a sense, but I really wasn't focused on that per se. The journey from playing at the Bulls to getting the call-up to the national team was quite a, a shock to me. It was just after we had uh, played the finals against the Free State Cheaters, uh, the, the Curry Cup final in uh, 2017. I had no idea that I was included in the team uh, to play, to represent the, the country. We just got a, a notification or um, some a message telling us that uh, we had to pack our bags and be ready to go to, to camp the following day. So that uh, that was really a shock, and uh, one one is obviously excited and uh, privileged to be um, in those type of uh, circles because uh, that's uh, every young rugby player's dream to be called up. Uh, I was able, I was fortunate enough to be to go on to the end of year tour. At the end of 2017, uh, I played. I was fortunate enough to play in the Barbarians uh, game. I think we we won that game, and I was uh, lucky enough to make my test debut against uh, Wales the same tour. I think it was the last game of the the tour, and uh, unfortunately enough, we didn't we weren't able to to pull through the the W. But for me personally, that was and is still my biggest highlight that I have thus far of representing the country and being able to be classified as one of the best uh, rugby players to have been um, being able to put that jersey over my shoulders. My career-threatening uh, injury was was uh, a wake-up call for me personally because I was struggling with my knee for around two years. Yeah, and my performance on the field deteriorated, and um, I didn't have that that confidence that I had prior to me getting injured. And I think, yeah, that also helped me to to grow as a person as well, just to realize that. Nothing that you have in this life is permanent. And the opportunity that you have, it's just for the time being. Someone else is going to come through and is going to occupy that um, that position or the platform. So it humbles you in a sense as well, knowing that you have to think and grow beyond rugby. Uh, that time period also uh, helped me to realize who can be relied upon and which type of people should just be separated from and I think uh, luckily enough I was able to have the support system that uh, helped me um, get through that uh, tough period of my life it really 
is humbling uh, to know that you have to think and to live beyond rugby. And um, this opportunity that we have is just for, for now. And it can be taken away at any moment and any time. I would say there, there, there were nights where you would think that, yes, what if I wasn't injured for the duration of time? What if I had more opportunities of, of playing for the Springboks? What would my life have had, uh, looked like or how would it have turned out to be? On another perspective, I've learned that you, one shouldn't question life. You should um, grab life by its horns and try to ma make the best out of it. Obviously, um, life won't always um, be perfect and uh, our dreams and our aspirations won't always be met at the exact time that we are expecting them to, to come through for us. And it also um, helped me to be patient and to be reliant on myself and to think outside of the box because you have to adapt and to try to imagine your, your life outside of rugby. I think that is also very important and that really helped me and uh, developed me to, to and strengthened me to move forward. I would say the lesson that um, I want to uh, put across is that life should be lived and should be enjoyed because um, it can easily be taken away from you. One should always prioritize uh, and know what is what things are important and what things do not uh, add any value in one's life. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to look back at your life and think to yourself, what if I pursued whatever uh, your dream or aspiration is? What if I had put in more effort? What if I had taken more risks? So basically, life is short and we should live it whilst being surrounded by the people that have value and add value in one's life. I'm currently still uh, playing for the Golden Lions. I think there's a lot of uh, potential still left with inside of me. I think I can still push for another four or five years. My future ambitions currently is just to to play my best, uh, to rekindle the, the, the spark that I had before my um, uh, knee injuries. Um, I've heard uh, rumors of playing overseas and those type of things, but for me personally, I'm in a good space um, with uh, work-wise, uh, family is also good, but uh, you never know what the, what the future holds. But currently, right now, I'm very happy. I just want to take it a day at a time and we'll see what the, what the future holds. Yeah, one of the pivots that uh, I've really focused upon is my personal development. Uh, like I said before, that um, rugby is not the be-all and end-all of life, and one needs to be holistic and uh, develop uh, holistically as well. And I think um, I also focused a lot on my education because I know that uh, education is the new currency of the world that we live in today. And that is uh, one thing that I really uh, emphasize and really put uh, a lot of effort upon, as well as um, 
trying to network and to to grow and to be in um, realms that you never imagined yourself being in and to expose yourself to people and to new ideas and how the world can and will change in the near future. I think that is also very enlightening and that is something that I'm really focusing upon uh, is uh, developing myself holistically. I would say my biggest achievement or my biggest uh, success uh, to date would be my tenacity and my uh, never-say-die attitude. Obviously, life hasn't been always um, perfect. One always goes through a lot of ups and downs. And the fact that you, you go through the, the dip or the go through the, the, the dark room, as I always put it, but I always knew or I always had the, the vision that there will always be a door at the end of that dark room and there would always be other avenues and other opportunities waiting for me. So if I could just keep on persevering and um, keep on moving forward, I would uh, attain and I would reach those um, opportunities and uh, that were meant for me in the end. The project that I really want to uh, get into is just um, uh, giving back to the community that I grew up in. I think uh, that is one of my heart's desires because I see a lot of um, youngsters who show a lot of potential just um, not doing anything with that potential. If one uh, was able to create um, an academy of some sorts, uh, doesn't uh, need to be uh, in rugby, but just uh, something like a skills development uh, clinic or uh, academy that uh, helps um, people just grow and trying to find avenues where we can help an individual uh, achieve and uh, just um, be the person that they envision themselves becoming in the near future. I think that is one project that I really want to tackle when I'm done playing and I really want to give back to the community where I started at. My message for students nowadays would be um, to love themselves more, man. I think the social medias of this this uh, day and age really play a big uh, part in uh, how we behave and what we do. And I think if students would just take a step back, love themselves more, so they do not need to get affirmations uh, from the likes on Facebook, how many followers you have on whatever platform you, you currently are using. And if you love yourself, you can show the exact love that you have for yourself for someone else. If we can create a community of love, I think campus life would be so much better and whereby every person that is on campus will feel inclusive and won't feel like they are some sort of an outcast or an outsider who really wants to fit in. I think that is one aspect or one point that I think should be looked at uh, just for students to love themselves and to show the same love that they have for themselves to someone else.
Voices from the Free State is produced and directed by Francois Van Skulvik and Keenan Carlzer. Post-production is provided by the UFS Alumni Office and production support by Adrian Hall. This podcast is produced for the UFS International Alumni Program. For further information regarding this series or to propose other alumni guests, please email us at alumnipodcasts at ufs.ac.za. Any views and opinions expressed in this recording are those of the individual guests and should not be attributed to the University of the Free State. Thank you.